So this is what it says. So everyone say Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes 9, 10, and in the New King James Version, it says this. Whatever your hand, everyone put your hand out. Put your hand out like you're high five in the air. Buzz. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. Everyone say might. Now, might is meaning strength. Everyone do a big, like, strength, like you're, you're posing. Not proposing, posing. No, no one can do that. Strength. Might means strength. And so it says there, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. Do it with your strength. Do it with all you got. It doesn't mean whatever your hand finds to do, you might do it. No, it's meaning might is in strength. So whatever your hand finds to do, do it with everything that you have. Is that clear? Then in the New Living Translation, it says this. Whatever you do, do well. Do, do. Whatever you do, do well. And so... My year six teacher, his name was Mr. Jones at Murraylands Christian College, Strathalbyn, which is now Tyndale. But he did a devotion in like in a like ten minutes class before this, the day started, and he said this this Bible verse about that. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. And now this has been stuck in my head since year six till now, and it can't leave me. But I want, I believe, like my aim for this message is that you get this verse stuck in your head that it never leaves you in every circumstance of your life. And so I've blended those two translations together in my head, and I quote it like this. Whatever my hand finds to do, do it well. Can everyone say that? Whatever my hand finds to do, do it well. Whatever my hand finds to do, do it well. Good job, Sean. And so if you have your Bible, go to Romans 12. That's Romans 12 in the Bible, and we'll look at that a bit later. But I'm just going to quickly pray. Is that cool? God, we just thank you that you can speak to us right now. Holy Spirit, we don't just want to live our lives the way we always live it. We want to live it better. We want to live it greater. And we want to just have you inspiring us in everything. God, we just pray for our hands. May you be able to inspire us to do with our hands well. And we just thank you that you can speak to us today and that we can leave this place and be a blessing at our school, in our families, in our sporting environments. Everywhere that we go, we thank you that we're going to do it well and you're going to be with us. And everyone said, amen. Now Carlos can go to the picture that he put up before that we didn't need. As that's coming up, it's called Roderick Rule. So who's seen Die of a Wimpy Kid? And then number two, funnily enough, is called Roderick Rules, and it's about Roderick's rules. And so for those that have seen Die of a Wimpy Kid, that's Roderick, um, Greg's older brother. And so these are his three rules. Can ever, uh, We'll read them. Rule number one, don't be good at something you don't want to do. That's his first rule. His second rule is, Always lower mum and dad's expectations. Rule number three, never do something when someone else can do it for you. Now, we're going to go, on, I, in my next three messages that I do, I'm going to be doing a message on each of three of those rules about the difference between Roderick's rules and God's word and how we should live our lives. Are we living by Roderick's rules or are we living by God's word? And so today we're looking at rule one, which was don't be good at something you don't want to do, all right? That's, his, that's rule number one. Oh, they, oh, I thought they put something else funny about me up there. But, um, and so if we watch the movie, when he does that quote, don't be good at something you don't want to do. Th- now, spoiler alerts, if you haven't watched the movie, sorry, block your ears. But the dad, Mr. Heffley, says to Roderick and Greg, can you clean the car? And then you see him, they're cleaning the car with like a dirty rag thing, and it's like smudge and oil all over it. Then Mr. Heffley goes, he goes, he's like, no, stop, stop, stop. I will do it. Because then what... Um, Roderick was trying to say to Greg is be bad at the clean the car and you won't have to clean the car but then that's his rule not the God's rule um and so uh 
Proverbs 14, 12 in the New King James Version says this, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. And so there's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is actually death. And so One Heart Church, our church, we believe 2018 is a year of fruitfulness. Say fruitful. Fruitful. And so um, a, a tree or a plant that produces fruit can only produce fruit when it's so alive, right? That's as basic as it gets. And for us, the only way that we can produce fruit for God is when we are alive spiritually and not leading to the path of death. Make sense? Yes, I hope it does. And so um, if we want to be fruitful, we can't follow Roderick's rules. It's as simple as that. And so last week we looked at Jeremiah 7, 24, and it said, God speaking, my people would not listen to me. They kept doing whatever they wanted, following the stubborn desires of their evil hearts. They went backward instead of forward. And we, look, we basically looked about, we want to go forwards in life, not backwards. Does everyone remember that? One, one yes, great. I, I touch one person. God touch one person. When we listen to God and are obedient to Him, and so how do we hear from God? This book, the Bible, good job, Amy. When we get into the Bible, that's how we hear God speak to us. Then we be obedient to that. That's when we go forward, not backwards. And so it's when we don't listen to God is when we're going backwards. But when we get into the Bible, make that a priority in our life, we can hear His voice and we'll be able to be led forward in life. Is that cool? That's what we talked about last week. Then today though, Ecclesiastes 9.10, Josh Philip Santosafano's version, me. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it well. And so can we personalize that? Whatever my hands find to do, do it well. Say that to yourself. Whatever my hands find to do, do it well. So um, all of us have hands. We don't just have, we have hands. And so I want I want you to think about your hands, look at them and go, you know what, whatever these things do, I want them to do it well. Romans 12, so we have, did everyone get that from the start in their Bibles, Romans 12? So we're going to look at, oh, my wrong string of dignity is in the wrong part here. Romans 12. And we're going to look at verses four, uh, 6 to 8. Big reading. Romans 12, 6 to 8. Everyone ready? In his grace. Say grace. So that's Jesus' grace towards us. God has given, uh, given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. Say well. Say well. There we go, getting better. If you are a teacher, teach well. Say well. If your gift is encouraging others, be encouraging. If, uh, if, if it, it is giving, give generously. If God has given you the leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Two things I like about that. Obviously, it's talking about God has given us a grace to do things well. Whatever our hands find, do do it well. That's, but then it's two points I love from that. It says he's given all us ability to do things well. Second point is that it talks about take the responsibility seriously and do it gladly. If you're taking notes, write that down. Take the responsibility seriously and do it gladly. But So we all have a grace zone. Can everyone say grace zone? Which means there's certain things that I can do well that you may not be able to do. There's certain things that Leanna can do well that I may not be able to do well. There's certain things that Peter can do well that I not may, may not be able to do well. Matthew has a drumming grace, which I don't have well. Carlos, everyone here, poke the person beside you and say, you got a grace zone. you got a grace zone. And so the grace zone are those things that 
come naturally. You know how there's some people, they just wake up from, just wake up and they just look beautiful. They got this grace on it just comes naturally like, how did you just flip your hair and it's just like beautiful or something or, or handsome, whatever word you want to use. Or they, they can do things with ease. For example, I was not the smart kid at school. I was quite uh, not smart. I couldn't do assignments. And I would have friends. I would just, we'd have like a 2,000-word assignment, done it in half an hour. I'm like, are you serious? That takes me like three weeks to write that because they had a gray zone for writing stuff. I'm like, get your writing out of here. Or you play sport and there's people with a gray zone where they just be like, oh, they'll just watch hand tennis. First time they play it, they just king red. And you're like, what are you talking about? Because they have a gray zone to do that well. Does that make sense? Who, who knows those frustrating people that have a grace zone that's really good? Yeah. But Ecclesiastes didn't say, uh, when your hand finds your grace zone, do it well. It says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it well. And so there are things in life that are hard. Can anyone say amen to that? Amen. There's things in life that are not easy, not enjoyable, and don't come naturally that we have to do. It's just the reality of life. But as a Jesus follower, we... Uh, take both our grace zone and the hard work zone both seriously. And when our hand finds either, we do it well. And so that's what we've got to do, right? Not just in the easy time, the grace zone. It's in the hard zone of our life where we reflect Jesus just as much as we reflect him when we're doing what we're made to do well. Is that everyone understanding that? And so as a Jesus follower, what we do, what our hand finds to do, reflects the kingdom of God. And do our hands reflect beauty, lovely quality, or do our hands reflect half-hearted, ugly, dodgy, and broken aspects? And so at school, at sport, are your, is this what your response is? First, to give up. It's so easy to go, oh, this is hard. I give up. I quit. I, I, I don't want to do it anymore. Um, is your response uh, just laziness? Are you known for being lazy, giving up half-hearted attention? Are you known for making excuses? Oh, I couldn't do it because I'm, I'm, I'm dumb. Or I couldn't do it because I can't read or something. We've got to go, God, help us not have the lazy attitude. At sport, who plays a sport here? Or all work. Who hates it when there's someone that just makes an excuse and gives up? So you'll be doing laps or something like that, and they're like, oh, I've got an injury. And they're like, and you're like, stop making excuses. Last week it's your toe. This week it's your, your finger. Your finger doesn't stop you from running. But they just make any excuse. And you go, as a Christian, if we have that kind of attitude, we're not doing it right. We've got to go, you know, we're going to be the, f- the hardest workers. We're going to be doing everything well because we're reflecting Jesus, not just ourselves. Does that make sense? So at home, your parents ask you to do a job. Who has that? I get my parents ask me to do jobs. Our natural default is the Roderick rule, yeah? Who can agree with you? That's what we want to do. I would so easily, we, for example, I didn't think washing or putting clothes on the line was such a complicated job. I thought it was just as simple as getting the pegs putting the clothes on the peg, on the thing. But no, at my house, there's a science. You, there's a specific way that you're meant to put clothes on. And I could so easily just be like, do the Roderick's rule, do it so dumb and annoying that my, pe- my parents will never ask me to do the washing again. But I, gotta, I read this Bible verse that haunts me. They're like, just do it bad. And it goes, oh no, whatever my hand finds to do, do it well. And so uh, everyone else in life will go the Roderick rule. Right? So last week we talked about the escalators. So you either go up an escalator or down the escalator. And in life, we can be Roderick's rule or don't be good at something you don't want to do. That's just going backwards on the escalator. But we've got to go, God, we want to be the people that do whatever our hand finds to do and do it well. And then we'll be going forwards on the escalator, right? And so uh, 
But we had to go forward and say, at home, do your jobs well. I encourage you to apply yourself. I encourage you to do it diligently. Don't just do it half-heartedly, but do the best that you can. Um, if you can't do it at home, you will struggle at work. If you can't just go, yep, I'm going to do this job, even though it's horrible. When you're in a work, work environment and things don't come easy, you're going to be in a world of pain. Apply yourself at home, apply yourself at school, apply yourself at sport, because then when the real life hits, you'll be able to be effective in that area. And so, and so we might go, but Josh, okay, whatever my hand finds to do, do it well. There's things that my hand finds that are impossible to do. Who's ever found yourself in a place where you're just like, man, I just, for me, the, the 2,000 word assignment was the impossibility for me. But that's where the Bible, again, is full of things that we can go, I hold on to that Bible verse. This is a famous one. So you should know this one. Philippians 4.13 in the NRV says this, I can do all things through him who gives us strength. Philippians 4.13 in the New King James Version. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And then Philippians 4.13 in the New Living Translation. For I can do everything through Christ, and Christ means Jesus, who gives me strength. And so I encourage you, when you go through that time, you go, man, my hand has found this thing that's definitely the opposite of my grace zone. Claim that, Jesus, I can do this through you in a way that's high quality into a good standard because I'm going to do all things well. And so... Uh, Jesus, um, and so that's what we've got to be got when it's not our grace zone, we've got to do that. And so, um, I encourage you when you're in that moment, that is the perfect time to pray and go, God, I need your strength, I need your your ability here to help me not give up and quit because I want to represent you the best I can. And so, especially when you have friends and family members that aren't saved, when they know that you're a Christian, if you're going to be the first one to give up and quit, that it, it's just a bad reflection. We've got to be at a place where they go, you know what. Those Christians have something within their life where they do better and go extra than that they ever otherwise would. And so who knows young people that have a dream? Like especially kids. You might who has a younger cousin, brother or sister that say under five? Anyone under five? So I you go to that child and you go, What do you want to do when you grow up? If you were to ask me, I would have been a song leading guitarist at church. That was my dream. I wanted to play AFL. You might talk to other kids and they might be like, I want to be a pilot or I want to be a police or I want to be prime minister. Who knows those things that little kids say, what did you want to be when you were younger, Sean? Sean wanted to be a fire truck. <laughs> no, he didn't. He, I, I was going to say something else about my life, but I'm not going to go there. What about you, Carlos? What did you want to do when you grew up? A soccer player. There's all these things when we, a child, we have great ambitions for. Who would agree with that? And then we start growing up and go, man, I can't be bothered to do that. But I want to encourage you, the ambitions that God puts within your life, you can achieve that, but it starts by you going, whatever my hand finds to do, I'm going to do it well. Because when you're faithful with that little thing, God will give you greater responsibility. So whatever it is for your life, Nikita, if you want to be an amazing painter, drawer or something, you've got to go, what's in my hand right now? This pencil, I'm going to draw so well, because when the day comes, when you've got to do important artworks or something, that's when it all will come into being. So is that cool? Does that all make sense? So start now with your hands. Do it well. I'm going to pray. We finish. Is that cool? God, we just thank you that you've spoken to us today. We just pray that this Bible verse will haunt us in a positive way, that whatever our hands find to do, we'll do it well. God, may we not live like Roderick's rule and just have the half-hearted attitude of going, we won't do something 
are good that we don't want to do. But God, I pray that we just live a life where we reflect your kingdom, that we reflect the positivity of heaven over our lives, that our teachers will see something different, that our, our maybe non-safe parents will see something different. And we just believe, God, that you can use us to do in our community what no one else can do. And we just thank you that you've put us where you've put us because our hands have the ability to give and be what you want done in our society. And we just thank you for that, Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. So now what we're